2: Hardwick. Dominate every play. needs She's just got wet eyes, man. I'm sorry. what? Wet eyes. I don't want to say the word moist, but I just did. And Richards, a psychopath. It's time to go. Let's go. I'm
0: always down for something new. Now, here's Nick and Judson.
2: Dirty dog. that Steph Curry throwing his mouthpiece at an official. He should be suspended for the remainder Thank you. of the 2017-2018 basketball season. It's violence. Inappropriate, right, well, that's a little over defensive. the top, but... Of- Okay. <laughs> oh, you just for the entire season. Just get him Why out not of here. the next season. Get him out of here. Why He's not for the go. career? Steph Curry, 730. What should happen to Steph Curry? He was fine pretty heavily. He was pretty, pretty hefty fine. He was. I know not for him necessarily, but for most humans, you get a fine like Steph Curry guy. Right. Oh. Look That's out. a big number. Look out. That That's one, a big number. That one really hurts. 7.30, Steph Curry. Should he get fined? Should he be suspended? Is it just all good? It was just a mouthpiece. He didn't throw any punches. That's true. Six, 6.30. My bad. My bad. Oh, 6.30. Okay. My bad. 6.30. I'm already an hour ahead, man. Are you? I, I have no idea what happened. I'm just hey, an man. hour ahead. Hey, man. I'm already uh, an hour ahead out I, here, I, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Check this out, man. It's so a Randy Moss over there. I'm just doing with my Randy good Moss. Good
0: 6.30 because I had a lot of thoughts on this. A lot of thoughts. A decent
2: amount of thoughts. I yeah. know. You were coming up in our DMs last night, and you were saying he needs to get suspended. Yeah, I said it. I said it. He now, you, be- you, you're you, a mouthpiece thrower, I so of course a- you're going to side I with him. I was a criminal offender mouthpiece <laughs> thrower. I did not throw one at an official, however. Yours I- may be worse. threw it at an offensive coordinator. Yeah. yeah that's exactly what happened. 630.
0: 630- I actually, I've done something similar. In a game, I had a little bit of an out of body experience. You did, where I threw something. I'll, I will tell you what I threw, though. Oh, I'll save it for six thirty. It was I actually really chili
2: cheese dog. No, it was during a game at a Dodgers fan. Oh, while you were playing, yeah,
0: that's. And what it I've... was very. I was like, I, as I was running back to the dugout, I was like, okay,
2: well, that probably wasn't the best idea. No, no, nobody saw me do it. But I'll tell you what I did. At 630. Okay, six thirty. We are fully loaded today. Fully, fully loaded. You're going to want to be with us. All morning long. It's just, We're busy. It's out of control. I know I, I typically hate the word busy because everybody's so busy. I hear people walking around town. It's like, how's your day? And they're like, busy. It's like, you mean full is what you mean. You don't mean busy. We're like, we are stocked. It's like full. Busy means it's a pain in the ass. Yes. Full, full means. We're busy. Full means. Yeah, we are busy. <laughs> some of it's going to be a little tedious here. The part where we don't have the guests like Brian Anderson, play-by-play guy, TBS, called the NL. He's on vacation now or potentially I don't imagine play-by-play guys ever take vacation. No, those dudes are psychos. They are. They are psychos. My goodness. So he's probably calling basketball or doing something else. Just they don't want to get out of rhythm. Being a play-by-play guy, I imagine is a lot like being a stand-up comic where you just want to go and you go to small venues, go to big venues. You're just always on and always delivering because then it just comes to you. But if you miss a beat, then you get hung up a little bit, and you start sure. tripping up on your words. Then you're not as smooth. Not as Dude, smooth. I would imagine one of my favorites of all time is Mike Tarico. I loved him with Crew, and I got some some confirmation last night from my brother-in-law who unsolicited told me he thought John Gruden, Mike Tarico working together were this double-headed monster because Tarico really started to learn the game of football, but he's got to been on the sidelines now that he took this NBC gig mm-hmm. a little bit. He's I, been doing, he's done a couple of
0: Sunday, uh, done a couple of uh, Thursday night games, right? Thursday,
2: yeah. Yeah, and for NBC. Got and hopefully some more coming up so we can get rid of this CBS show that's been just permeating my television. It's like, tight end. Tony, Tony's grown on me. Uh, I'm sorry. It, no, I thought last week he was not growing on you based on the two-minute drill. No, Tony yeah. Romo's grown on the me. Two minute In drill. fact, I look forward Just to this Thursday Night Football. We're going to need no. some sound effects is, to make this
0: one good. Is he calling this one? I believe it's Tony Romo and Jim Nance for Dolphins, Ravens, Thursday Night Football, which you can hear on Extra 1360. Sweet.
2: Wait, so so Tarico and Gruden. So, so Tarico and Gruden together. Gruden really taught Mike Tarico some things that when he was watching the game, sometimes you would hear Gruden go, Good point, Mike. Yeah. You never hear good point Sean yet, do you? That's <laughs> it's not quite there yet. Where early even last year I heard John Gruden to Sean McDonough. Sean's like a little check down out of the backfield, and John's like, actually that's a screen, Sean. And he's just trying. Oh boy. He's trying to teach him a little bit. I and, have a theory
1: that Gruden really hates Sean McDonough and takes little stabs to make him look bad, so that they won't be they won't renew his contract at the end of the I year. I don't
2: think he's continuing to take little stabs. You
1: still find him taking them because McDonough to me is a robot. He he's such a robot that Gruden can't have fun with him because McDonough, whenever you make a joke, it like hits a brick wall and doesn't go back.
2: <laughs> he's like, sure thing, John. He's like, thank you for that. I don't John. think Gruden fun. You don't think Gruden's a it?
0: No, of now. he's. I don't, like, I don't necessarily disagree with you about McDonough. He is about as vanilla as it's going to get. But Gruden also plays an incredibly safe. Gruden, Gruden he's Gruden, all ball all the time. Yeah, Gruden still is very much, you feel like, part of the boys club of the NFL. They does not want to offend anyone in the NFL. He always takes the positive side of a play. Yes. That's the one thing.
2: Chris Collinsworth doesn't take the positive side of a play. He'll, He'll be, like, be more critical. He's got to be better right here. Right. But John, he's not on the attack. John Gruden be like, look at that move by the defensive lineman, rather than looking at the offensive lineman going, make the block would Great you point. dude yeah so he always finds he's a way he's smart enough too to step around it he I want always him to, because he knows he's got to go sit in production meetings with these players and he's trying <laughs> to pull stuff out of them he's also doing all these hits and the trailer or the RV or whatever they got he does the quarterback camp so he's more heavily involved than just kind of removed that 10,000 foot view down to the football field like Collinsworth really right. has kind of the luxury of doing where he's kind of been removed from the whole process. Yeah,
0: but when you think back to Hard Knocks, I kind of felt like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were like, all right, John, time for you to go. I
2: bet, uh, yeah. I bet now Did you guys feel that as well? I felt that, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Bet, I bet now, yeah, dirt Cutter's that way because he's probably looking over his shoulder and he's like – Damn, I bet the, my bosses would like to have him back in here. He's like—he's on the hot seat. He's, Did you hear that? Who, Cutter? Cutter? Dirk Cutter. I heard that this morning. That's ridiculous. That's what happens when expectations are so high. So that's why he's looking over his shoulder yes, because he's on the hot seat. Expectations are really high. You've got one of the hottest coaching candidates every single year bopping his head in the room, wanting to talk some ball, and Dirk Cutter's like, okay, old-timer, trying to be dismissive of him. Well, now they're like... Oh, uh, crap. Maybe we should have this dude, Gruden, come back and see what he could do. But I think the legend of John Gruden's better than the actual coaching of John Gruden. Yes. A lot like the legend of Tony Romo. He didn't walk out of there career. after winning a Super Bowl. He
0: was fired
2: from there. He did win a Super Bowl,
0: but he, he was did. also fired.
2: He did win a Super Bowl with a very average quarterback, and Gruden never really had that guy. Like, he looks and he fawns over Carson Wentz. Can you imagine Being a guy sitting up there who was a quarterback guru looking down at Carson Wentz and going, hell to the yes. Sign me up all day for Carson Wentz. That dude is a manimal. Carson
0: Wentz is phenomenal. Can I tell you one of the things I like best about Carson Wentz? Yes. Is just I like his body language and mannerisms. Yeah. Yeah. To me, he's a veteran. he has this perfect combination, but he also has this kid-like kind of feel to it yeah. where he looks like he's really enjoying what he's doing. He's he, playing ball. He's youthful. He's exuberant. Can I give you an example? If he allows that to come out, please do. He goes out of bounds, and it was a, it was a questionable
2: late hit. If he would have went down, I, I know which one you're talking about. If he would have hit the dirt there, it would have been a late hit. Yes. I think they would have thrown a flag there just waiting on the outcome. But
0: instead of him jumping up and being palms-up guy... He jumps up, slaps the backside of the linebacker that hit him Amen. out of bounds, and just heads back to his. He just, came out like firing back
1: to that guy. I thought he was going to say something, but no, he just gave him a smack on the, the butt. He just smacked him on
0: the back, and he goes back like he just goes
2: about because his business. Because he's bigger than that guy. His body language—he <laughs> isn't. <laughs> he's a he's tank. bigger than the linebacker. I bet he said something in his ear. He's like, "Nice, That's all you got. nice try, dude." <laughs> but his body language and
0: mannerisms has this just kind of nothing's going to stop. He's us. composed. It yes.
2: seems like he's always within himself. Mentally and emotionally, he's always within himself. He's got a veteran presence about him. And when I'm watching him last night, there's two quarterbacks that come to mind, and I think he's a really cool hybrid of them. I think he's Big Ben on the one end because he's got this ability to just shuck guys off of him. He's just wielding around, throwing. He's got a massive arm. He's incredibly strong. But he's got the mobility of an Andrew Luck. So I think he's got a little bit of both. I think he's going to have the durability of a Big Ben. And I know Big Ben's been hurt in his career. And I would imagine, I would suspect that at some point, Carson Wentz is going to take some shots that are going to put him out for a little bit of time. Just that's kind of his game. It's a little bit dirty. It's a little grimy. Chuck the ball down the field. But he's got that mobility, that ability to pick up first downs with his legs. He's going to be an MVP candidate at the end of this season. If they stay on this trajectory – However, they had the injury to the left tackle position last night. Jason Peters, nighttime pro bowler, going to be missing some time. Looks like an MCL, they say his ACL's intact, but an MCL could be, if it's a really bad one, could be eight to ten weeks before he resembles anything close to old form. Who would you compare? Because you you, you, uh, compared his physical attributes,
0: but his mental attributes. They also look really well coached to me. The, are, the Eagles are so well coached.
2: They're so really well coached, so and it has to do with his ability as a runner. Yes, I think that's what you see with Carson Wentz as guys coming open all the time, and you see it with Jared Goff with Sean McVay. Guys coming open all the time, and that's Goff had comments a couple of weeks back about. Guys, just I know on every single play there's going to be one guy open. I get the feeling that Carson Wentz on every single play knows that somebody is coming open. And so he's got that luxury because they do that. They've got that run pass option. I do believe I saw an illegal lineman downfield call for the first time last night against Doug Peterson. Travis Kelsey, oh, the, yeah. the center was downfield. So it's kind of that. If the NFL is going to allow linemen to be downfield, then you're going to have that run-pass option. It's gonna- Lucky Land Casino
0: asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office.
2: to be virtually impossible to stop. And Carson Wentz is just going to look unflappable. So you got this run pass option. So the linemen don't even know if it's going to be a pass. But if Carson Wentz has to hold the ball for just a second... Before trying to hit a quick slant or a little hitch or something, then you've got alignment down the field. The NFL so far this year has really been loose on that rule. If they pull that back in, then you're going to see a more human Carson Wentz. But right now, Doug Peterson's taking advantage, full advantage of that rule. Eagles are the best team in the NFC. Yeah, they are. And I think they'd have to be. And they I, are. Think... I think it's unquestioned right now. I think they'd almost have to to be the favorites as of now. I'd like to see them match up with the Rams, which is kind of wild to say. So would I. I'd I'd really like to see what Aaron Donald could do against that Philadelphia Eagles offensive line. You've got the Dallas Cowboys. You've got the Cowboys. You've got the Rams. You've got the Seahawks. And you're right. And the Seahawks. You just can't put any stock into the Seahawks, can you? It's virtually impossible. Are six and two. I know, but it's the NFC and I'm just not sold on them. I, I really, they're now going to be down Cliff Averill. They're bringing in Dwight Freeney for a look. Doug Baldwin's attacking people. S- sniffing around. They've got no offensive line. I don't think they got a run game. It's just really hard when it comes playoff time. If you don't have an O-line to go with that defense that they got to really make One thing they do have, hit. I do believe in experience. Oh, yeah. And so I think when you get to the playoffs,
0: if for whatever reason, if you do have an Eagles-Seahawks matchup, depending on no matter how deep into the playoffs it is, I do think the Seahawks have experience. It'll be interesting to see what Carson Wentz and a young Eagles team that hasn't had a lot of playoff experience, what they do. I put the Vikings above the Seahawks. The Vikings. I I love the Vikings I put the
2: Vikings there because I like their speed. I like their defense. They're young. They're aggressive. They're attacking. I really like that Vikings unit. But then you got the quarterback. Then you got Case Keenum. And I I don't know how far Case Keenum's going to be able to get you. Not very far. Okay. There's always turmoil in Cleveland. This place is an S show. It's an absolute mess. Maybe that'll have to be our new Christmas song. Turmoil in Cleveland. Turmoil S show in Cleveland. Cleveland. (laughs) It is. It's a total S show. So
0: Deshaun Kaiser. What about an S show in Browntown?
2: Oh, wow! No rider. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah. Headlines. That there it is. That just happened. F show in Brown Town. <laughs> do the Chargers play
1: the Browns this this year? They do not. Oh, I was gonna say you should call in for do headlines of loose cannons.
2: I'm pretty sure they do because they. Is were it both, in Cleveland? Or I think it's yeah. Here. They play here. Well, not here. There. there, there, it's, right. it's play for, in our state. It's, I know it's so hard for me to say. People ask me, "Is it a road game or a away game?" And every game for me is an a away game.
0: I don't. <laughs> Week really, thirteen. I don't really know. Week thirteen. Just like I told you, they definitely play the Browns this year. So
1: you need to call in headlines. Lose cannons that day. That that'll be your
0: headline. Yes! December third. Write that down. S- well, I'll just remember it then. S show in Browntown.
2: S show. S show from Browntown. <laughs> From Brown from downtown because okay. they're going to be removing themselves from the mistake on the lake. The mistake on the lake. Right, that's, that's what Cleveland is. Too. It's the mistake on the lake, home of the fire on the water. That's right. a great. No one. other place could this happen but <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio, folks. So what's happening now? So. Deshaun Kaiser. He's been benched three different times this year. He's got eleven interceptions on the season. Second round pick. I think he was like 90th or 91st overall. They really got their guy this time, though, in Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser out Friday night at 1.30. I guess it was Saturday morning at 1.30 in a club having fun with the boys. Then he proceeded to go get benched on Sunday. Now, he held a team meeting Friday. Oh, yeah. Was the team meeting just about where?
0: Are you sure it wasn't just about where we're going to go? Hey, guys, I'm new to town. Can you let me know what the hot spots are? Uh, Deshaun, I thought we were going to talk about the team. No, 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 no. I just wanted to know your favorite spots. uh, Fast
2: food, establishments. No, we're going to Christie's. Yeah, we're going to Christie's. do, do you know Christie's? That's a strip club. Christie's, yeah, in I'm Cleveland. Sorry, so. I'm That's going a, to Christie's. Yeah. It's like a three-story strip club. Really? In Cleveland. Wow. Yeah, it's a mega strip club, gigantic. Not that I've ever been there. What were you I doing believe there? It, 2004 rookie year. 2004, you went. 2004.
0: Yeah. I, wait, were you there to play a
2: game? We were there to play a game. Oh, yeah. Okay, so here Friday you are, night, Friday night. Oh, I'm not looking down on Deshaun Kaiser for going out Friday night not at be. 130. No, you were he, Deshaun Kaiser. He's a rookie. I was not, I really wasn't. I didn't go out and drink on Friday nights, really. I would go out with the guys just to be a part of the clan, but then not really partake heavily. Although there was that time in Nashville. <laughs> We stayed virtually downtown Nashville, right by the strip, right by the stage. Terrible idea. Oh, my God. Yeah, terrible, terrible. You got hammered on a Friday night or on a a Saturday night. I don't want to say I got hammered. I had a couple of drinks but we had guys who got absolutely shmammered. and we proceeded to go out in the first half of that game we almost got Phillip river's killed it was it was I broke three ribs it was 17 <laughs> nothing nick it was 17 nothing claire shellman our offensive coordinator had to come in to the locker room at halftime. He's like, y'all get it together. He's like, I don't know what happened. He broke an overhead projector. Yeah, Chairs were flying, and we're like, oh, my God. We're looking around like, we have got to clean this mess up. I'm not kidding. This is your varsity blues moment. I'm not kidding. It was to the point where it was so late. We were at curfew. We were six minutes from curfew, and we were staying about a half mile from our team hotel. We had to run out the back of this one of these uh, bar nightclubs where they play music had the banjo picking, shots going around. Bluebird We're, Cafe. We had to go out of the back. It eh, might have been, might have been the Bluebird. We had to go. I only out. know that because I watched Nashville. It's a very famous spot. It was right next. <laughs> Not, it I've was, never lived, but it was seriously right next to the stage. So it was a super cool spot. They had a bunch of boots on the wall and everything. We ended up going out the back of the club. We're like, we gotta go now. We sprinted down the alley to the ho- half a mile to the hotel sprinted. We're running into the room, hotel elevators up, boom in bed, check in. Yeah, everything's good here. And then the security guards come by. So I, in no way I'm looking down on Deshaun Kaiser for being out on a Friday night because this happens. He's 22, 23 years old, but you are also the face of the organization. And I think quarterbacks are just held to a different standard than your regular position players because you've got to use so much more of your brain to be a quarterback than you do an offensive lineman. In fact, I think a lot of players around the National Football League, I had teammates included, who were better slightly hung over from a Friday or a Saturday night, just a couple of drinks. You want to be a little bit out of your mind, so it wasn't that far off, but a quarterback wants to be in it. You talked about Carson Wentz and his yes. view that he had about, Coming in, his perspective, emotions under control, being able to situationally process the game. Third and six from the forty-five yard line. Okay, no turnovers here, no mistakes. Here's what the defense does. Deshaun Kaiser, dude, you ain't there yet, I, and I—he'll never be there. He, I really believe he'll never be there. But this is a guy to me who says all the right things, but who always is going to be on the other end. It's kind of a two faced deal. And I don't know Deshaun, but you can read the comments after some like this. I mean, it is perfectly polished Notre Dame crap coming out of his mouth. And then on the other end, you're like, what's going on in there? Right? What's what are we doing in there? You've been benched three times. You got 11 interceptions. And you're out partying. Well,
0: and and, and, and quarterbacks are treated differently. You're right. But they are also paid differently. So the position in itself of being a quarterback, you can be rewarded. Oh, yes. And on a Friday night. Now, again, I, I don't find it to be necessarily the end of the world because you don't play until Sunday. It's Friday night. Guys are going to go out. I don't know what time you had to be in the facilities. So I think that does Saturday have something. Saturday morning. To do with
2: it. Saturday morning's a late start. Everybody kind of comes right. in, gets breakfast, soaks up the booze. But you are unproven. Hot tub, sauna. You are unproven.
0: Yes. If you are a proven commodity, who is a winner? Amen. It, it, it would be a lot easier to stomach but guess what I'm if still you are not a cool with it but if you were a proven commodity what do we see about proven commodities they're typically not out at
2: 1 on a Friday morning especially at the quarterback position that's what I mean I don't know many quarterbacks and I've never come across one in my career who is out even past midnight out past 11 o'clock I don't even i'm I'm dead serious right. after after team meetings nobody's going back out. So for me to have a quarterback. I can
0: think of a few famous ones. Joe Namath was known to be a great partier. Sure. Kenny Stabler was known to be the ultimate, ultimate partier, but he showed up in one.
2: Different game, too. Different game, different era. Guys were smoking cigarettes coming out of the tunnel. Respect. I've got serious respect, dude. Serious respect. (laughs) Nick wants to be that guy so bad. (laughs) He tried to be that guy. I tried to be that guy my second year because Carl Mock, my old offensive line coach, my second year, he played 14 years, 174 consecutive starts. He would tell stories about guys smoking in the locker room. And he would say Chuck Muncie, famous Chuck Muncie, yes. charger running back, would be smoking a cigarette as they announced his name coming out of the tunnel. <laughs> Come so he, on! Oh yeah, they said, that they awesome. said Chuck Muncie would take a giant drag of a cigarette, and not kind of not between the index finger and the middle finger. He would be holding it between the thumb <laughs> and the and the index <laughs> finger, and be like. Chuck Muncie and he put it down and he'd squish it out and run onto the field as he's running. Dude, that is what's up. So just blowing O's. it was just and, a completely different time. Also, back in the day, they used to walk around with a cup of uppers and downers, yes, You'd just give guys painkillers and, pain and speed. You gotta ask, you, get, you, you gotta know where you gotta to know go. The right people. It's, it's a different league now. You gotta, and, and not kidding, at about I forget what year it was. It was like 2014, no, 2011. You had to start signing disclaimers for everything. To get a tour it all shot, they talk about the T train where guys line up and get a tour it all shot in their butt. You had to- Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we?
0: Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lop. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Sign a disclaimer every single game like five or six times. I don't know if I've ever heard it called the T-Train. The T-Train. Guys just in lined up for toward
0: shots. <laughs> yeah, sign guys. Sign me up. <laughs>
2: oh.
0: All day. You want
2: to feel like heaven? Get yourself a toward shot, man. That thing is just, you'll be able to run a marathon. What is that? It's just a really strong anti-inflammatory. Okay. And so it greases your joints up. It's amazing. It's non-narcotic. I don't... It's not a painkiller. Yeah, it's It's non-narcotic, but it
1: still gives you that feeling of being invincible.
2: It's just... There's the NSAIDs, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. I believe this one is a steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. That's what I thought it was. It's a post-surgery type anti-inflammatory that they give you preemptively before you go out there and just crush yourself. What a beautiful game.
0: God, it's great. (laughs) There were so many injuries
1: last night. Oh, my God. That game took forever. I feel bad.
0: Way too too long. I was done with it by the fourth quarter. I feel bad because these poor guys are out there killing themselves on the field. But it's like, get up, dude. Come on. I'm tired of looking at you guys (laughs) on the field. And then you're like, oh, wait, this is probably serious. But seriously, get up. Another injury? You start you stop thinking about the other human beings. You're like, what's with these guys? And
1: stop throwing the flags on those little ticky tack plays. No one wants you to stop the game four hundred times.
2: Seriously. I'm with you. Refs get the heck out of the way and stop throwing your mouthpiece, Steph Curry. Another thing about injuries too, it's like, do these guys stretch? Like, we all become
0: experts on the couch. It's like, why don't they believe in calisthenics? That brings me to What a point. the hell is I, happening?
2: I want to I tell you what I'm seeing on the offensive line that's leaned to a lot of offensive injuries. Thank interest, you. Because it's really making the... It slows the pace of the game. It does. And as we know, nobody, cares. Up five nobody cares about the cattle that's protecting the price <laughs> right, possession. Exactly. Just, nobody cares. Just give us the milk. That's all we want. We don't really <laughs> care about the cattle itself. Are you big ugly. Steph Curry threw his mouth at a rep piece, and he gets a heavy fine. What was the fine? And should... Steph Curry, get a suspension next.
0: Harbin and Costa coming up at 3 o'clock today. The World Series gets started. Should the Dodgers be a heavy favorite against the Astros? We'll break it down on Extra 1360 Fox Sports, San Diego.
2: My goodness, we're going to get into this World Series. Coming up at 7.30, Brian Anderson, TBS play-by-play guy. He was on the NLCS, and we're going to take a dive down to Houston. See, one, how the city of Houston's doing, but two, how's the city of Houston feel about their chances with the Astros against this juggernaut? Los Angeles Dodgers. All right, C-Marsh, this one's for you. Since you follow me, I don't know if you were on with me at 101.5 KGB, but then we go over to Kogo News Radio 600. I probably butchered it like everybody butchers extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. 600. News, Get, Radio 600 Ro- News Radio 600 Knicks. Kogo. News Radio 600 cocoa The Knicks, the Knicks the home of the Knicks. It's Knicks Radio 600 Kogo. So apparently McDonald's... What are you going to
0: tell Bob that Extra 1360 comes before the Fox Sports San Diego? I'm not. They're they're old-time rockers. I don't either. When you're out, I just, no, I just, just let it go. I totally roll with the punches. 1360
1: Fox Sports Extra San Diego. He yeah, goes, whatever. And I'm he like, goes That's from good, Fox Bob. Sports
0: San Diego Extra 1360. Like, okay, Bob, that's good enough. They're all in there. Hey,
2: man, whatever you do, it's like this wordplay. We'll just scramble it all up. Everybody right. can figure it out. I imagine that's what his brain looks like from hanging with Sammy Hagar all over Probably. the years. Probably. He knows everybody, by the way. A lot of fun to go on with Bob and Co. But yes, News Radio 600 Co. Yeah, so I was on this morning, and George is giving his money update. And apparently, McDonald's has this deal where anything you can buy a drink or something for a buck. And I said, that reminds me. I don't think McDonald's is carrying their famous high C anymore, which used to be part of my hangover cure after a Saturday night game. So we were talking about Deshaun Sean Kaiser out on a Friday night party until 1:30 in the morning. Well, there was not much better than Saturday nights after a win in West Lafayette, West Lafayette, Indiana and waking up late, heading over to McDonald's. And I was double quarter pounder with cheese, super-sized fries, a 12-piece chicken nugget, and a a super-sized high C orange drink on the way to Molenkopf Athletic Facility where I was trying to sober the heck up just like everybody else in there, me and 104 of my best friends in there just mashing some McDonald's in the locker room, reminiscing about stories from the night before. But that was it, C. Marsh. Double quarter pounder. Double quarter pounder with cheese, maybe two, a 12-piece chicken nugget, super-sized fries, and a super-sized high C, about 40 ounces of high C. Where you at on the Big Mac, Doc? Why you I, hate the Big Mac? Big Mac was occasional. Just too much bread in there for me. I just <laughs> that double quarter pounder with cheese was everything. Yeah. Quarter pounder is still really good. Oh god! If you are going to go McDonald's, I actually really like the quarter pounder. I with haven't cheese. been to McDonald's since college, I believe. I know. I follow like, you on Instagram. Uh, I
0: know. It's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Would you go one day? Can we I, go one day after work? No. That's over to two thousand
1: calories. I am calculating it back here. Are you? How that's, many? That's it, over two G's. It's over two thousand for what what you ate just okay. in the morning.
2: Maybe after like two plowing workouts, we could head to McDonald's and, yes. just, and just get it back in us. Uh, we got, can we get to this, please? Because I need to get some things off my chest. Yeah, coming up in 10 minutes, speaking of somebody who's probably eating a few too many double quarter pounders with oh, cheese, it's the Val Kilmer edition of the film room. Oh, boy. All right, get something off your chest because Steph Curry got something out of his mouth. Steph Curry needs Whoa. to be suspended. He did get something out of his mouth. You're right. Steph
0: Curry needs to be suspended for at least a game. One game. And I know that I haven't been the biggest Steph Curry fan. Uh, So you can take out any – you can give me any player in the NBA. Okay. And if you throw something at the official, you deserve to have at least a one-game suspension. Any player in the NBA, from a guy I've never heard of to Steph Curry, one of the biggest stars in the game – there needs
2: to be some sort of a suspension. Did he hit him with the mouthpiece? He did hit him. He, actually, but the act actually in itself, it. it hit him because I thought he missed him. And didn't he say if he wanted to hit him, he's got really good aim. He would have hit him. It's pretty right. hard to throw a mouthpiece. It's not that easy. I missed the coach. So that did I he threw intentionally the hit
0: the person uh, in uh, in the stands that he threw a mouthpiece at? Lawsuit coming at you, Steph. Because Curry. remember, he did that as well. So not only did he throw it at or towards an, a, an, and an umpire mouthpiece referee, but he's thrown one in the finals. That was in the finals a couple years he ago, wasn't it? He didn't mean
2: it. What do you mean he didn't mean it? We got to act like, see, so we got to quit acting like Steph Curry is this little sweetheart with an innocent mind. He no, is. No, he's not. It's in he's a vicious competitor who's got a, who's got a touch of baby in him. Yes. Because throwing mouthpiece is babyish. Big, big baby. That's super babyish. That's temper tantrum bigger stuff. Bigger than Big Baby Davis. That's just frustration coming out. His, his little alter ego is bigger than Big Baby Davis. Big big Glenn Davis. Yeah. Yes. Throwing mouthpiece. But Marshawn Lynch just got a one game suspension for putting his hands on a referee. Not just putting his hands on a referee, for him and the fool up. I mean, he had him by the collar, and he was stringing him up, driving him back. To be fair, the official engaged him first.
0: (laughs) Stop it. I mean, it's not like the referee threw his mouthpiece at at Steph Curry, and then he was just returning the favor by throwing him at his. If the official was wearing a
2: mouthpiece first off, (laughs) he should be kicked out of the NBA. (laughs) That should be it right there. He's in knee pads. Yeah, sorry, dude. We we just can't have this. This is a bad look for the NBA out here.
0: So you don't think there should be any suspension, he not just, even a game?
2: He got fined $50,000. Right. I mean, that's a really hefty suspension. And it's a pre-tax suspension. Actually, it's a post-tax fine. $50,000. So it's like double. $50,000 is really a minimum in the state of California. Taxes involved. This dude's losing like 75, 100 Gs. For throwing his mouthpiece at an official. Which I know everyone's going to go. Steph Curry's making $25 million plus a year. Plus endorsements. 100 G's what's it to you. Well 100 G's. It's gonna it's gonna pay for a right. couple of years of his kids' college education. Yeah, I I
0: certainly recognize it's a lot of money. I don't do that with fines or, or or you know just say, well, you make this much because it's not my money. It's not my job to spend somebody else's money or worry about their money. I get it. That's a ton of money, no matter who you are. Yeah, but I do believe the act in itself. And you know, one of the reasons Vile. why why Marshawn Lynch had to get a game is because we treat referees, umpires, we treat them differently. There has to be that feeling of they
2: are in. control. It's the law. So when there's a law on the field, do not cross that line right here. That's it. When I pull out my badge, you put your hands in the air. They're a little bit like the police. They they are the police. They are the police police on the field. They're allowing all the citizens on the field or on the court to carry on and treat the business as usual. And they're going to write you a speeding ticket when you're speeding. They're going to pull you over and eject you from a game when you do something like throw your mouthpiece at an official. You actually talked me into it. Yes.
0: Best day ever. You got me. And I do think because I he's be- thrown it a couple times. Yeah. Stop throwing your damn mouthpiece, Steph, Steph get, Curry. Steph, get it together. so, so and, cute. And real, so sweet. He's not they're the cute. most
1: targeted team in the history of sports. Oh, they are not. I want they, want
0: to are not my the they are not the most targeted. You can't window. even say it with a straight face. You cannot say I it with straight face. Look, look at work. you. Look at him smile. Look at him. He can't take. do it. He can't do it. hot take. Seriously. You smile. I have never smile. smiled in oh, my life. Listen, you could have gotten to me if you would have come hard. But you had a big-ass grin on your face. Look at you. You can't even do That's a hot take right there. There. Back
2: burner, you read put that, that one somewhere. On, put that one on Simmer. Hey, when they win simmer. another title <laughs> this year, it'll tick. be okay, okay? They Smile are going to win the title. For sure, they're going to win the title we'll as long see. as everybody stays healthy. LeBron, yeah. don't say anything about LeBron. We'll see.
0: Oh, God. LeBron's I, got him heading in the right direction. It. I
2: don't want to say it. It but took Dwayne the Warriors 31 games to
0: lose two They've won two already this year.
1: They're the most targeted team in the they NBA. They should probably start
0: trading away they some of the pieces. They finally figured out how to pace themselves. It's probably time for the Warriors to start rebuilding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a They're rebuild. Glassy. Get the heck out
2: of here. The Val the Kilmer. Smiley hot take. Oh, God. That was great.
0: Yeah.
2: It's a not hot take. Where
0: did you read that? And you must not have been able to take um, it seriously. I read it on Twitter. Was it Skip Bayless? No, I don't remember who it was, Nick
2: but Wright. I was like,
1: you know what? That person's right. <laughs> You Jim got, Russell, you got fed a hot take that you didn't completely you didn't believe in. Believe and it. You brought it to this show. Shame on you. It's true. Most, Most tar- targeted team in
2: sports history. Oh, my God. J-
0: shame on you. Judson is. Wh- <laughs>
2: shame, shame. Shameful act, shame. Matt Screamy. Shameful. Shame. No shame here. Shameful with a simmering take. That mac and cheese on the back burner let it just sit there for a little bit and dry to the sides (laughs) of that pan val kilmer we you're you're offended or you're horrified by val kilmer yes i've got a movie that i brought up to you guys val kilmer's best piece of work and i think not a lot of people have heard of it can't wait to tell you about it next film room Tuesday in the Herd. Game one of the World Series gets underway from Los Angeles. Kirk Cousins with Carson Wentz. Battle on Monday Night Football. Tony Gonzalez stops by. We have our Herd hierarchy.
0: We get going in the Herd at 9 after Hardwick and Richard. On Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego.
2: Are you a Walking Dead fan? Call.
0: Call. Do you like to nerd out? Saw Star Wars this morning. Or are you more of a Home and Garden Channel fan?
2: You know, we got to get home and evaluate this film.
0: Nick and Judson tell you what they're watching in the film room. All right, this one's just getting started today, boy. Busy, busy show to get to. 7 o'clock hour, Brian Anderson, the voice of uh, TBS Sports, called the NLCS, will join us at 7.30. AFC West Power Rankings. We're going to talk about these players on social media coming up at 7 o'clock. It is time for the Film Room. Let us know what you're watching. At Hardwina Judson, 1360. Also, call us Best Show, Best Movie You seen Recently. Uh, Go ahead, offer some advice if you'd like. Nick, my my Steph Curry moment because I get it, you kind of have like this out of body experience at times when you do something. Freak out! It's playing a see baseball black, game. See red, whatever. Yeah. A number of years ago, and they had this punk of a third baseman who was just talking, 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 talking. So I slid into third base. I knew I was going to be tagged out, and he swiped a tag on me. And as I slid in, I just scooped up a handful of dirt and I threw it in his face. Punk! Wow! <laughs> I did. I'd never thought of doing that. I didn't plan to do it. Dude, that's blood sports stuff right there. It was good. I like that. You remember remember when Jean-Claude
2: got the powder thrown in his eyes, and he couldn't see, and he was staggering around the ring. Maybe that's where I got it from. That was your moment. It was probably during that I've seen that movie three dozen times. So many times. So many times. (laughs) Although the scene reenacted in Hot Shots Part 2 where Charlie Sheen put his hands in the gummy bears? Yes. I think it was a better reenactment. Come on. <laughs> did he put him in gummy bears? You don't remember he put I them in gummy out bears I blocked all
0: hot shots. Whatever, however many oh, hours no, I've been I watching, I've blocked I hot, hot shots. shots.
2: Walleye vision? <laughs> Come on, that was as good as it gets. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen in hot shots. Who yeah, knew was... what a star he'd become? I did. <laughs> based, based Psychopath. On the, based on those movies, what was the movie that horrified you?
0: Okay, I went and saw. I saw the Snowman Saturday, uh, Friday night. I and went and saw the Snowman. Is it a Christmas movie? It is not a Christmas movie. Is it a
2: cocaine movie?
0: <laughs> it is not. Although th- that would make a lot of sense. I'm just guessing here. Like blow. Yeah. The Snowman.
2: The snowman. Snowman sounds like the Candyman. Sounds like a horror movie captured with some cocaine. It's with Michael Fassbender
0: and Love it's uh, it's a uh, it's a thriller it's a serial killer movie ooh and so good timing for halloween the month of october and it's uh it takes place in a little town in norway so the best part of the movie was the the scene the cinematography you feel constantly cold
2: in it oh all of these The Norwegian movies, that's kind of where those noir crime dramas are set. Well said. Noir. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. That's where they are. Yeah. Yeah. That's the girl with the dragon tattoos set up in the... Exactly. Yeah. Where you feel
0: cold. Like, that was the best part of the movie. I felt like I was in the snow. It's it's an escape. It's like a bad place to kill somebody. Bodies would be preserved in the snow forever. That's a great point. Yeah. Although your tracks can be covered if it's snowing heavily as you're trying to get away. True. So there's that as well. Well, Okay. So what happened? (laughs) Well, it wasn't a great movie. No. That's what happened. But, and 22 dollars a seat for Sinopolis, oh! is not great either. I mean, $48 and for a that movie matinee? that's okay. No, 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 that's 20, not a matinee. 22 dollars do Well, they don't, I don't think they do matinees. No, it's I just, think it's pretty much all, all are that done. price. And did you eat there? No. Hell no. I brought my own stuff. Do you? Yeah, you $48. Yeah, good idea. it's too much. But, okay, so I saw as I was watching the credits, as the movie was beginning, I was thought, wait a minute, Val Kilmer is in this? So Val Kilmer had this role where for the life of me, I can't figure out why he was even in the movie. I swear it's <laughs> trying to figure it out. He must've No, someone was doing him a favor or his name is still big enough where people will go see it because you say Val Kilmer is in it, but his role in itself, I, I don't know if you removed it. I don't think it would change the movie at all. Now Val's, believed to have had some real uh, he just, health issues he just dangled in there was he fat val kilmer he, nick in the he movie looked he looked so off god he looked so not well but here's the he most concerning part so good oh he was one of the best looking men in hollywood he's better looking the top cruise he was the hottest one in top gun yeah or best looking i should say not the hottest Someone <laughs> someone's I whatever you want to say
2: but Nick, he, we just he, don't use "cute" when describing boys in our house. Okay, try to teach the kids that.
0: Well, no, he was far more than cute, man. He was a stud. a stud. He was super stud. Well, it's been it's been rumored that he's had oral uh, oral cancer. Oh, bummer. although he said that's not true, but his voice. Nick, his voice was so bad that you could tell this was a top-rate movie. You could tell that they had to dub his voice over. Oh no! When watching the movie, it sounded vastly different than the entire they just movie.
2: Put it in there. They yeah, he figured out how to edit it down. Pro- it was
0: so weak; it must have been so weak that they had to dub over oh, his own voice. He
2: doesn't believe in like modern medicine.
1: I, I, I'm pretty sure he just like uses. Chinese herbal things and, oh boy. and all that to get rid of his cancer that he doesn't have. Yeah, it was Yeah, good luck. It these was jarring are, to see the things. shape that
2: Val Kilmer is oh, in. Oh man, it had ruined the movie experience. Do you think it could no, have No, the movie ruined the, the movie experience. The movie could have <laughs> it was no good. It, it was it was, was a just very good. no good. No. And so Val Kilmer neither added to or took away from the experience. You could have just removed him and that's it. The biggest takeaway from the movie is the shape that Val Kilmer is in. Okay, if you want to go relive Val Kilmer glory days. I am guessing you have not seen this movie. I've seen this thing at least half a dozen times. 2002. It's called the Salton Sea. Yeah, like the Salton Sea out east. We fly over it on the way in, coming east to west here. The Salton Sea. It is unbelievable. It's so good. Val Kilmer is why he's a jazz musician in this. They're vacationing out to the Salton Sea. They get caught up in this drug crime spree where she ends up getting killed. He goes now spoiler alert. No 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 no. That's as you can read about that. But he goes into the underbelly of this drug crime world, Salt and Sea meth land out there and he goes into this underbelly. It is so dark and so incredible. I'm. Does he still cancel? I don't watch movies multiple times. The Salt and Sea. I've seen it at least six times. I'm watching at the least. trailer
1: right now. It's the it's trailer. Very weird looking. It's awesome.
2: It's got a really good. Play it. I, I bet it's got a really cool jazz song playing down. Val Kilmer's so cool in this. Thank movie. God, Ryan Gosling saved jazz.
0: Maybe you can decide who I am. Yes. Keep your eyes open.
2: Nothing is as it seems.
1: That's all I get before they swear something. I, I, I'm sure there's a swear yeah. word in this trailer. In oh, a yeah. trailer?
2: Yeah, that's oh, the Oh, yeah, yeah, it's this an un, thing, unedited trailer. 2002? Unedited trailer. Why would, oh. This thing, it's so good. It is such an incredible movie. You have to see this one. And he's seen like normal Val Kilmer. Oh, totally. He's jacked up. He's all tatted up. He's got his shirt off all the time. There's a a drug dealer in here who's done so many drugs that his nose fell off. He has to replace (laughs) it with a rubber piece. They show him gluing it onto the hole on his face. He's also got a badger that he tortures people with. This badger. Yeah, he's got a. Well, ba- I'm in. He's got a badger in a cage. This drug dealer, the Sultan Sea. Yes, the movie's just incredible.
0: Now, how do we 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 can't mention Val Kilmer and not mention Tombstone? Oh yeah, that was. I mean, besides Top Gun, Val Kilmer. Can you think of another movie that top that, that Val Kilmer? Well, he was Batman. I like the Saint. The Saint. Oh, the Saint is great. The Saint was a good one. He was a very forgettable Batman, wasn't he? Yeah, I can't less. even remember the storyline yeah, of the Batman yeah, that was, he was in. No,
2: it was just all bad. But he's man, things aren't well. Oh, Seamar says, "Don't look, don't let me look up snowman on Urban Dictionary." No, don't do that. What is it? Oh, okay. I think I know what that is. It's got to be along the lines of the avalanche. I think, I actually I think have no Snow- idea.
0: I would think snowman would be uh, someone who deals cocaine. Would you? Yeah, it's not. It's, m- no. <laughs> it's not <laughs>
2: it's
0: So maybe it is worth looking. <laughs> Wait a minute, somewhere on this planet there is a coke dealer that has the nickname Snowman. Let's not let's not pretend like I'm way off on that oh, one. Oh no
1: no no, I totally believe yeah, that. There's got to Wait Snow no Man. no, you're right. It is it is a dealer. Okay, is, thank you. Oh, yeah, so you, you thought
0: what? it was more something. I, I thought, thought it was, was the the second in the term. romantic nature. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought it was not safe for radio term,
0: right?
2: Yeah, Now we're all good. Okay. Professional athletes taking to social media. What should teams be doing about? And I'm willing to call this thing a situation at this point, players are feeling empowered. I've got this platform. I am a media member. What should teams be able to do about players on their franchises using social media to distract from the team? Yes, I'm talking about Eric Bledsoe from the Suns. I'm talking about Martavis Bryant. Chris Baker, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, all of these dudes, how should teams be treating it? It's our one big question. 570 1360. Come hang out with us. We're extra. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered
0: jumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>